Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Hello, and welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And today we're going to be chatting you up about spring equinox, which is just around the corner. Yeah, it's in a couple days. It is. <laughs> and this morning I was re-listening to our podcast from last year's Uh-oh. spring equinox. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit of an uh-oh moment. Uh, so for everybody who's been around for a while and might have listened to last year's spring equinox podcast, uh, you might have noticed that like two-thirds of the way through <laughs> – uh, uh, it it kind of stops and then starts again. And I realized that we did not actually plug our mics back in when we went to record the second part. And we're totally cracking up right now because one of my cats is like off the hook trying to annoy us because she wants to go outside. She's acting out. She's like opening a box and pulling stuff out of it. Like incredible. But before she was walking all over the computer. So I guess this is an improvement. <laughs> But uh, anyway, Veronica was trying to shoo her away with a notebook and didn't go well. <laughs> so anyway, last year's episode has this funky like end third of the podcast that is like <laughs> kind of weird and underwatery and quiet. And I'm like, oh, this is why it's probably a good idea to like re-listen to what you record. And truth be told, I do not always re-listen to what we record. Yeah, I don't usually. I listen to the beginning and then I'm yeah, like, me too. Cool. That sounds all right. I think, yeah. I think we got the sound check. All right. Cool. Sweet. Let's go. And then I publish it and then I hear from people later that <laughs> that didn't work out so well, but nobody ever alerted me to the spring equinox one. So that did not get remedied. Um, and some of our pandemic ones also did not get remedied because I don't know how to remedy them. So Thanks for listening, even though sometimes patient, yeah. we're funky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's what just happened uh, this morning. And now we're going to talk about spring equinox. And as we were sitting here chatting about spring equinox, we started talking about Ostara. Slash e-oyster, maybe. E-oyster. <laughs> anyway, I was under the impression that Ostara was the celebration of spring associated with the goddess Euster, and who is a Germanic goddess of the springtime and fertility, (laughs) (laughs) all the things. Um, So I thought that's what Ostara was, but Veronica said, no, I I've always been like everything that I've read and everything that I've been told has said that like, that's just another name for her. Ostara slash e-oyster so i don't know really know i don't really and know maybe either nobody knows or maybe mm-hmm. you think you know <laughs> yeah if you know you should tell us you should we actually asked the mighty oracle of google and google has determined that ostara is in fact both a goddess and a festival mm-hmm. however ostara is also referred to in goddess form as ye oyster or e oyster, mm-hmm. which sounds a lot like Easter. Oh, hmm. I wonder where Weird. Easter came from. I don't know, Veronica. I Isn't think that strange? it's from the oyster. <laughs> it could be 
that there, you know, when the Christians came and were trying to incorporate their religion in with the pagan religion, that they took e oyster, that even just the spelling looks almost exactly alike. <laughs> Except there's an O. And changed it to Easter. Um, because here we are, this is the season of rebirth, mm -hmm. renewal, mm -hmm. and Easter was, you know, Jesus Christ coming back. Right, the resurrection. Yes. So this is the resurrection, actually, of the mm -hmm. earth and of the sun. Sun, <laughs> sun. Anyway, uh, I almost started singing a preschool song, but I'll spare y'all. So, <laughs> Mr. Golden Sun. No, really, I'm stopping. Uh, so anyway, we were talking about the star. <laughs> sing those songs that sounds fun <laughs> right well it's it's playful which is, is kind of spring-like yeah there is that i feel like um i mean we're going to talk about associations you know with the spring and a part of that is like this kind of like playfulness like mm -hmm. starting to come out of the shadows of winter you know so we here we have the air the air element comes in right and you know we think about uh the direction of east as being the direction of new beginnings because mm -hmm. that's where the sun rises and that's where the moon rises and it's this place of kind of hope and and birth and so from that you know we can we can make an association directly to spring i feel it this year i mean most of the years i feel it but i i mean with the pandemic and everything that's kind of starting to see a little bit of light coming through knock on wood yeah thank you <laughs> 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 it's, like, it's, it's starting to see, you know, I'm feeling that within myself of this kind of lightning, you know, new beginning, like fresh air coming through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I've been writing in my newsletter and also um, I talked a little bit about this in a meditation yesterday, but just this time of kind of opening up, right? Mm -hmm. Here's this, this opening that occurs during this time of year um, where we're kind of peeking our heads out. I picture like bears kind of waddling out of their caves and they're all skinny from their winter, you know, <laughs> like, oh, look, the sun. Oh, I can start to do my life again. Uh, I can come out of hiding and come out of that really internal place. And what's been interesting here with the weather pattern the last yeah. few weeks is we've really been fluctuating. It's cold. Right. Yeah. The last couple of days, cold, cold wind. Right now it's beautiful outside, yep. but it's freezing. Mm -hmm. um, but we also back in... February had like a, a sequence of very warm. It was yeah. like 80 degrees it's one day. Crazy. It was so crazy. Um, so it's been, this always feels like that transitory time to me and, and it can be unsettling. And mm -hmm. I think we talked about this in the podcast and I know I've talked about this in my newsletter, but there's that sensation of like, are we peeking out of the cave? Oh no, go back and hide under the covers. <laughs> well, and I totally have that. Like, I mean, we're like, oh, I'm going to do this project. You get like a lot of that air mental activity inside mm -hmm. the mind of all the stuff you want to do. But they're like, I mean, maybe some of you are actually starting to spring clean. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to do a little, but I still have this resistance of winter that's kind of hanging on. Right. Sometimes it's hard to shrug yeah. off that sort of, I feel it when I say that. I'm actually physically like making a shrugging gesture because it's that feeling of like the cloak of winter hanging on you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to take it off. Whether that's because it's cozy in there or, you know, it's just you, the overwhelm because the quickening of spring can also mm. be overwhelming. So it's not always this like, oh, yay, spring is here. It yeah. can feel like, oh, uh, mm, 
I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, also like if you're, you're not feeling it inside yourself, if whether you're battling with maybe on and off depression or for different reasons, or you're feeling, you know, extremely exhausted or, and then the, the earth is starting to waken up and brighten outside, there can be this like pull, this juxtaposition of mm-hmm. like that, you know, we talk about equinox being the balance of light and dark is like that heaviness of the dark and then the light drawing you towards it. And there can be this feeling of being pulled back and forth. Right. It's like, can be a little confusing. Yeah. Like inside. Yeah. Like if your mind is starting to get there, but maybe your body hasn't caught up Mm -hmm. yet or vice versa. Um, It's yeah. It can be this sort of disorienting time as well. So it's, it's interesting because, you know, as with anything, there's always the light and the shadow and all the different pieces of the puzzle. And with spring, we associate so much of like joy and yay, we're coming out. And at the same time, maybe you're not ready and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be where you're at. It's just about noticing. Um, I like to use this time as like a time for like evaluating the past season to just like, what do I want to, sh- you know, leave behind or slough off the yes. winter fat? Yes. <laughs> in a way like literally or and figuratively you know what do I want to leave behind of the darkness of the winter mm-hmm. um so I can look forward to the light and the what I want to birth anew you know right. and I love that you're saying that right now because that's one of the things I think about a lot with equinox is this idea of balance right we're right in that the, the actual day of equinox is the is in the middle in so many ways, right? So not only is it exactly between winter solstice and summer solstice, but it's exactly between Imbolc and Beltane, right? And then we also have the fact that it's equal parts light and equal parts night. So day and night are in perfect balance on that day. And to me, it feels like a really sacred day to be able to take a pause and and just do exactly what you're saying, which is reflect on Mm -hmm. what what are the things? What are the things that I'm ready to maybe slough off? Um, what are some of those things that maybe I still feel like I need to hang on to? Mm-hmm. And if there is a project or something that's maybe been percolating in you or gestating in you throughout the winter, what am I ready to bring forth? Nice. So using that like sacred pause yep. of that day before you necess- like before you have to launch into the spring. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about, um, you know, you're talking about balance and as a Libra, that's like a place that I am always coming back to of like, where am I at a balance? Where can I find balance? Um, and we were actually looking at the tarot Mm -hmm. and talking about, okay, well, what, what in the major arcana, like what, you know, which one of these, you know, representation representations of balance you know, would be for spring. Right. Let's back up first though. What was your first card that you thought of when I asked you that question? Uh, boom, I thought the Empress. Right. Say why. Right into my head. Well, she's like filled with, well, mother earth energy for, for me, it feels like everything's starting to awaken. And like, mm-hmm. this is the mother, um, that is reawakening. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and she is filled with fertility. Mm -hmm. So she's like overflowing with all this abundance of fertility. And, you know, in in the tarot, she's often depicted as pregnant, Mm -hmm. the empress. So, yeah. So that was, that was the first one that popped into my head. And then we started looking at the rest of the major arcana and 
Emily, what did you find? <laughs> well, well, so for me, when you said that, I was like, oh, it can't be the Empress because she's about the mother. And I always think about spring as the maiden. Uh-huh. But I want to have this conversation and I want y'all to hear us having this conversation because it doesn't mean either of us are wrong. Yeah. I think it's really important to know what what speaks to you mm-hmm. about this season. And and Veronica's right on. This is the time when the earth is waking up. Mm-hmm. Things are becoming fertile. This is a celebration of fertility. And the Empress really does embody that. Yeah in so many ways. Um, I started thinking about balance, what cards depict balance. Mm-hmm. And the, the one that came to me first and foremost was temperance. Um, and when I lo- pulled that card out and I was looking at this particular deck that I have here, the Tarot Mucha, um, which has some really cool really like beautiful. art deco um, artwork in it. But Temperance is depicted as uh, as this woman with her feet in the water and she's pouring water from a small vessel into a larger vessel and she's considered to be the maiden. And in this deck, um, it really talks about balance and and being part of, you know, as we are small, but we are part of the whole in this whole theme, right? Which we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but temperance is this card of balance. And so, you know, joining together that idea of the maiden and balance um, felt really appropriate. Well, I, I always thought, I always feel like temperance, she's an alchemist. Oh, uh-huh. like she, she has it, it coming in and going out and she creates this, she creates the balance mm-hmm. with the coming in and going out. So with that, creating her own alchemy, uh-huh. um, because that card comes after we were talking about the death card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So after the dying off There's of the, the winter, the rebirth, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> We made it. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when I pulled out Temperance, actually, the next card, a couple um, cards later, was actually the uh, Justice card, you know, with the, the woman holding the scales. And I was looking at that card. And in this particular deck, the Temperance card totally looks like spring and the uh, Justice card completely looks like fall. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, look, here's these two balancing points. Both equinoxes represented here in this deck. Now, whether or not the artist and author meant to do that, I don't know. But it, it sure fit well for our podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just interesting because I haven't – I mean, I think last year during our podcast, I talked about spring feeling like the chariot to me, like that mm-hmm. fired up time where everything's starting to move forward and you can't stop it. It's just going. Yeah. Um, but thinking about it in terms of balance versus motion, yeah, I feel, I definitely feel temperance much more. So, and I think that cards you associate with different seasons or uh, holidays or anything really can shift and change a bit as you shift and change. Exactly. Just like we were talking about, like the major arcana is the fool's journey. Right. Like that is your life's journey. So maybe along this part of, you know, your life it, you know, it looks like temperance where last year you're like, actually it was, it was the chariot. Like spring was common and it was common. Well, and it's interesting too, just to reflect on, you know, current times and what's happening now. I think last year's podcast was the last podcast we recorded together in person person. before everything went into lockdown. So we were like right here on the verge of spring and hope is abounding. And then everything shut down. Everything shut down. Yeah. And so it's, it's almost like going from this expansiveness to this contraction Mm -hmm. um, and then carrying that contraction with you through all the seasons in one form or another. Yeah. um, Which has been really interesting. Yeah. 
yeah. definitely not easy time. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe even this year I'm just feeling a little more reflective nice. than I might have been la- personally, than I might have been last spring equinox. Yeah. Well, we have something really big to mark. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like this has been a huge time period of time in humanity. Totally. So. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. We're like, we're really- living history here Yeah. in a way that, you know, this generation has not. Yep. Well, I guess you could argue that in a lot of different ways, but we have not been through a major pandemic in this particular generation. So in a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Ooh. Yeah. So let's take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a big breath in. Yeah. <sighs> and let it go. Let it go. Because here we are at spring. Yeah. And I, you, we were talking about, I wanted to bring you to um, Persephone and... Demeter. Demeter, Demeter, however you want to say her name. <laughs> no, I always go towards Demeter. I like Demeter too. Um, and, and I've looked it up and I've seen it like phonetic, you know, when they do mm-hmm. the little phonetics in the dictionary or whatever, te- like I've seen it pronounced both ways. So I actually don't know what is the, I'm using air quotes, right way to say it. Um, Potato, patata. Right. Right. So. Tarot. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly that. Um, so how does this relate? How does this, how does Persephone and Demeter relate? Right. So I will, spring? I'll give you guys the really, really rough version, the Emily rough version of, um, <laughs> of the myth of Persephone and, uh, and her story. And this story has been told in some different ways and has had criticism for being um, rather violent and uh, misogynistic at times. So I'll just preface that as well. But but the, the kind of <clears throat> nutshell version of this is that Persephone was the daughter of Demeter and Zeus and Hades, who is the king or god of the underworld, um, fancied her. And so in some versions, he lures her into the underworld and she willingly marries him. In other versions, he abducts her and rapes her and keeps her in the underworld. So this is where, you know, the different versions exist. And, uh, and there's some crossroads there for, for different folks. But, but either way, she ends up married to Hades and uh, is, is down there in the underworld. And he, I believe it goes on to say that he tricks her into eating pomegranate mm-hmm. seeds and the pomegranate seeds keep her tied to the underworld. Well, Demeter is like freaking out because that's her daughter and she wants her daughter back. And so she basically says, I will destroy fertility. I will no longer, I will. So there's two versions. One is that she is threatening to never allow the land to be fertile again. The other is that she's grieving so desperately for her daughter that it creates that that, um, unfertile land. So the agreement that has come to between her and Hades is that although Persephone will stay in the underworld, she will only rule there for half of the year. And then she will make her way back to um, above ground to the earth for the other six months of the year, which begins now. (laughs) And therefore she becomes the maiden of the springtime. 
um, of the goddess, one of the goddesses associated with springtime. And uh, there's actually a song that we will sing for you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> we're, we are going to do this. But we're, well, did you want to do this? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Which part do you start at? Because I noticed earlier when we were singing it, you started with Demeter and I always start with Persephone. Oh, I think because we were saying Demeter. Yeah. Okay. I think we could start with Persephone. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, here you are, everyone. Here's our song about Persephone and Demeter, but it's not actually our it's song. It's not our song. We just like to <laughs> sing it, and we actually don't know who wrote it. So Yeah, it was actually what I, when I heard it, I heard it on a Circle Round oh. um, CD for my daughter when she was little, and I used to play it and play it and play it for her. She loved it. So it's a book. Circle Round is a book, and it's yeah. also an album, you know. Yes. Of- and I used to know the author of that, and yeah. I don't offhand, but um, you could look it up, folks, yes, because it's great. It is great. Yeah, there's some good songs on there. So Persephone, Persephone, maiden of the springtime, now's the way you know the way to climb back towards the sunshine. Demeter, Demeter, waiting all the winter, cloaks the earth all in green. Her daughters come to greet her. Ah. <laughs> There you go, everyone. That is the story of Persephone and Demeter. And Persephone holds a very special place in my heart because I love this idea of being in the underworld for part of the year and being above ground for part of the year because I do feel like that's what happens for me. Mm. For me personally, in my body with nature, (laughs) as I move through the seasons, I definitely find myself going into those deeper um, shadowy places in the fall and winter and hanging out there and then and then coming back out. Although I do tend to go back to the shadowy realms off and on throughout the spring and summer. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's interesting because I actually feel like the times when so like here Persephone's coming back and there's more, you know, there's more light coming mm. and there's all this renewal. I actually can see the shadow a lot like it shines a light on a lot more of the shadow that maybe I wasn't aware that I was holding during the winter like Mm -hmm. it's like oh wow I'm trying to schluff this off and I didn't even notice that it was that dark or that heavy until I started to put light on it yeah and then I'm like oh like I need to do some work around this (laughs) right well, again, coming back, I think at the beginning of this, talking about that that balance between mm-hmm. the light and the dark and the shadow and the light and that this spring equinox is that. Yep. Um, both exist. Both are existing all the time. It's just these moments of pause allow us to really look at it in a different way. So some of the things we like to do around this time of year. Yeah, there's <laughs> um, there's quite a few. And I just want to – in, in – um, I guess, an effort of not being too repetitive or redundant, I'd love to reference you back to uh, last year's episode on Ostara and Spring Equinox because there's some ideas in there. And I also reference in there my blog, which has some other ideas, including a dynamite cake recipe. So (laughs) (laughs) So, um, if you go to uh, wisewomanwitchery.com backslash blog. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe that's it. Uh, Then you will find that link to, you can scroll through and find that. I actually can put it in the show notes as well in the description. But uh, there's so many ways you can celebrate this time of year. And I know one of the things I really like to do uh, is divination Mm -hmm. because it is that opening time. Yep. Uh, What do you like to do? 
Um, it's interesting because I, I celebrate the equinox and I also celebrate Easter. So a lot of times like they will coincide together. Mm -hmm. So we'll do things like color eggs mm -hmm. or, you know, like my daughter and I like to do fun crafty things, like definitely making something in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. It's fun to do. Um, but recently I had like really been pulling the tarot, like wanting to do a spread of like just some insight of like moving on from the winter mm -hmm. to the spring. Um, also like cleansing rituals, like is a good time right now, like as you're cleansing off the old. So maybe in your tarot spread, you find out, oh, I'm, you know, wanting to slough off all this negative mental thought, or that's just like what's happening for me right now, mm -hmm. um, as an example then I might, um, like, I really love baths. So I might take a bath <laughs> and like work on that, maybe use a crystal or something and like cleansing that negative thought pattern. Mm -hmm. Or maybe mm -hmm. even just, oh, I'm getting some ideas, some scalp massage, you know, with some oils and mm -hmm. just like getting that mental thought out, you know? Yeah. I, as you're saying that and you were, Veronica was just doing the motion of massaging her scalp. And I was like, <laughs> I want to massage my scalp. Like I can feel that. Just that, yeah, that kind of um, awakening mm -hmm. and mo motion nice. that gets created by doing that. As you're saying out, I'm thinking of movement out and yeah. like um, reciprocal motion. So ideas coming in and allowing the ones that don't serve to kind of flow out, out. Yeah, or that ruckus that happens. Getting your hands in the dirt too right oh, now. Yeah. Like just getting your hands in the soil. I mean, some places it's still frozen. I know the Midwest just got hit with another storm like yesterday or the day before. So, so maybe not the time for that. Right. For you or indoor maybe. <laughs> well, well, that's it. There's other ways to yeah. do that. You can absolutely, you could plant uh, your sap, your seedlings. Your, yep. You could plant them indoor. in eggshells oh, if you want to add yeah. another layer here um, and just let them start to grow. Yep. Yeah. Indoors. Indoors. You can still get dirty <laughs> yeah, indoors. Yeah, because it's, it's, still, it's still pretty frozen outside. Mm -hmm. So, like, I probably wouldn't put my seedlings out just quite yet. Some people are doing it. but No, but you can start to prep your beds. Prep your beds. Mm -hmm. In places where your earth is not still frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Or indoor seedlings. Yes. Planting your intentions. Yes, yeah. planting your intentions. Sometimes it's fun to write your intention down on a piece of paper and then plant it in the soil with mm. a seedling on top of it. Nice. Or seeds on top of it. Or you can get paper that has seeds in it. Yes. And you can write your intention on that and plant it. There's also a, a cool thing to do with kids. Just, you know, because <laughs> they're like, what? This paper grew? Yeah. <laughs> That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. I know this year in our circle, uh, we are going to be decorating blown out eggs, which is something we talked about in last year's podcast. And I have never done that before. You said that last it's year too. So and you're funny. like, but I need to do it. And I as I was listening to that this morning, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's been a year. So <laughs> let's do it together. That's fun. I know. I was telling my husband, he was like, oh yeah, we, we did that in elementary yeah. school. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, this is a thing I even was seeing, seeing on certain websites for spring equinox. Like, I think this one was in the UK. Like, this is something that they do in elementary school yeah. as to celebrate the spring. I'm like, oh, how cool. Yeah. Fertility, eggs, <laughs> all of it. So thanks for joining us. Or is that it? Yeah. Are we wrapping ourselves up here? Yeah, we did it. Cool. It was, Go team. It is spring. 
Welcome spring. Welcome the equinox. Oh, and the actual date of the spring equinox this year is March twentieth. Mm-hmm. So that is Saturday. So last year uh, we were saying the nineteenth felt so early, but <laughs> <laughs> but this year it's on the twentieth. So that feels just right. <laughs> One day, ahead. One day. It makes so much more. Di- it's something about shifting sort of from the teens to the twenties. Yeah. yeah, the round number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. So happy, happy equinox, Ostara. However you choose to celebrate, get up, just celebrate. You know, find some, find what spring means to you, and then work with that. Nice. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you for joining us. Keep it magical. Stay safe, and we will be back with you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Witch Next Door. You can help others find us by subscribing to and rating this podcast. If you're interested in supporting this work, you can do so through the Anchor support link in our description. And if you're ready to dive a little deeper, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and check out the Wise Woman Witchery Diving Deeper monthly membership group. The details and sign-up link are available there. And remember, you are magic. Embrace it. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.